Welcome or welcome back to Cosmosis or whatever, where we're talking about the universe and our connection to it. Um, I'm Celia, Celia Marie1243. I'm a psychic medium, tarot reader, healer, etc., 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 lots of things. Okay, happy Black History Month, y'all. Happy Black History Month, Peach Pals. This episode, we will be highlighting a very, like, a little known but extremely prominent contribution to the spiritual community as we know it today, who was Black, okay? None other than a Black queer, okay, Black queer woman artist, much like myself, okay? If y'all didn't know, now you know. Black queer woman artist. Um, And I feel like this is just really important to share. Um, So... Today I'm talking about Pamela Coleman Smith. So some of you may or may not have heard that name. Um, I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you who she was, what her contribution was, and you guys can do your own research. She seemed like a super dope person. Um, So tarot right now is booming, as, as a lot of us know. Um, like the spiritual, we're all going through like this huge collective ascension, this awakening. Tarot is a tool for divination. Um, it's a form of cardamancy. So yeah, for those of you who may not know what tarot is, it's a form of cardamancy, which is divination or, you know, looking into the past, present or future, kind of reading energy, um, using a specific set of cards. And so, um, I do want to do eventually a different episode about like, the history of tarot itself but we're focused on pamela today we're focused on miss ma'am for black history month yes girl okay um but yeah so let's get back let's get back to pamela so the one of the most popular tarot decks and what most modern decks today are kind of based on is what we would call the Rider Waite Smith deck. Or actually, people don't call it the Rider Waite Smith deck. A lot of people will call it the Rider Waite. Problematic. And here's why Smith comes from the fact that Pamela Coleman Smith illustrated the original cards that we know and love. So, of course, she based it on some of the older tarot decks, but a lot of them were depicted a lot differently, right? A black woman illustrated your Rider Waite Smith deck. And even if she didn't illustrate the deck that you have, because, you know, there's a bunch of different renditions now, she did the one that everybody usually bases theirs on, which is so dope. I remember when I found that out and I felt so, like, proud and, like, validated. I don't know. It was a moment, okay? Representation is important. Let me say that. Okay, so a little bit about her. Um, She was born in London, England. Um, Her father was Jamaican and her mother was um, American, white lady. Um, So she was like half black. Um, So she eventually, she moved back to America um, and she went to Pratt Institute. Um, She was like excelling. Of course, you know, she was very experimental in her work. A lot of the things I was looking at were saying that, you know, she like wrote like articles about like pushing yourself as an artist, stuff like that, which is really cool. Of course, she excelled because, you know, black girl magic. Um, She was basically just ahead of her time. She was challenging norms um, and she didn't end up graduating from Pratt Institute because her mother was sick and she ended up passing away. 
So when her mother passed away, she went back to London to go live with her dad. And then she started working with like this theater group, I guess. You know, such an expansive, we love an expansive queen, don't we? Like she was doing so many different things. She was working on like theater design, um, like stage design, costumes, stuff like that. And then she ended up like traveling with this, uh, wait, did I just say that? She was traveling with this like theater group. Um, but yeah, so she like traveled all over, which was cool. And then her father died when she was only 21. And then um, eventually she kind of established like her own like art studio kind of thing in London. And so there she did paintings, illustrations. She would have people come and like audition to be part of her like theater sets and stuff. She was really, really cool. Like this is a woman after my own heart. Okay. Um, and then she one thing that was also really cool about her is she has uh she has like she's here look she's probably here hey girl hi miss smith thank you for gracing us with your presence <laughs> we love being a medium okay so she had synesthesia um so for those of you guys who don't know what synesthesia is um it means when she heard things right she would see colors, shapes, things like everybody's is a little bit different and there are different types of synesthesia, but she had um, audiovisual synesthesia. So when she would hear certain things, she could see things. So that means the freaking throat chakra, the third eye was popping. Listen, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So she would get like these color visuals. And I feel like that's very connected to like psychic ability stuff like you know, the girls are going to get it. Um, and it kind of reminds me of like meditation, listening to frequencies. So it feels like basically sis was a channel much like your girl. And like, I don't know, I just feel so like proud and like honestly very connected to her. Um, so in 1909, uh, Arthur Edward Waite, Arthur Edward Waite, he paid her like this small flat fee to illustrate the 78 cards that were in the deck. Um, I guess they knew each other from some like mysticism group thing that they were in. And um, I found this quote from her. Let me get it. I found this quote where she wrote to one of her um, like mentors that she had. Um, and she said, I've just finished a big job for very little money. So basically, I don't, I couldn't find like the exact fee for like what it is they paid her. But like, you know, like sis wasn't getting royalties or anything like that. Like they just paid her that flat fee only for her name, not even to be on the deck. Don't get me started. In fact, I'm gonna get into it. But anywho, um, they were working together in that like mysticism thing, this little group. Um, and then the queer part, right? So some people are like, okay, so how does that make her queer? And then I found several articles speaking about her spirituality. And one in particular talked about like, oh, is it rude to kind of like, think about what people's sexualities might have been? And like, is that rude? And I don't necessarily think it's rude. I feel like she's a historical figure. And that happens with historical figures. I don't feel like, you know, what we should do then is like judge people based on whatever we find. But I'd like to think my intuition tells me sis was queer. Okay, because 
looking into it as a queer woman, okay? As a queer woman, <laughs> sis was queer. Um, she was never really associated with men. Like all the stuff that I found about her, like always said that like nobody ever found her around men. She was always in the company of women. Uh, okay, same girl. Okay, not same, but I mean, I get it. You know, the girls that get it. <laughs> she was never really associated with men, but she also had this quote unquote roommate. I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see it. She had a roommate named Nora. Okay. And then when she like died, all of her stuff went to Nora. Well, actually she had a lot of debt. So that got paid off. And then the rest of it went to Nora who, and they had been living together for like 30 years or something like that. And yeah, you mean to tell me they said there's no record of her ever getting married or being associated to a man. She also spent a lot of time in like a lot of queer circles, you know, they named some like, you know, influential queer like suffragists and stuff like that, that she was very, um, she was always seen around them. I saw in like a couple of articles too, like she was like a socialite, like she was out chia, um, eventually before she converted to Catholicism before she passed, but, um, that might've been why she hid it, right? Um, she was into all of this occult stuff and, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's only speculation at this point, but yeah. So people call the tarot deck that we know and love and, you know, reads us for filth. We call it the Rider Waite deck a lot, but I'm trying to, you know, encourage us. Hopefully this information will help to encourage us not to call it that anymore we can begin to call it, you know, the writer Wade Smith or the Wade Smith because the writer part is just the people who published it. Um, and she was paid and very little, like very minimally acknowledged for her role in it. She is the one who did the dang cards, you know? And I don't know about the rest of you tarot readers, but when I look at the symbolism, like, well, for one, it's packed with symbolism. Um, I don't think people know just how much. I did like a TikTok a while ago that not a lot of people saw, but it was talking about the world card and how it was like linked to the Kabbalah and like all these other things. It goes super, super deep. But I mean, that is a job to put those things on. And I think it's important that we recognize her. And so what better time to do that than Black History Month, right? So start calling it Wait Smith or Writer Wait Smith deck. Um, yeah, I just want to highlight this woman, bring her to the forefront, because I know a lot of people don't know about her. Um, and just pay my respects, honestly, like props, sis, thank you so much for being the amazing woman that you were, um, you know, illustrating, you know, the deck that our ancestors and guides use to yell at us on a daily basis, like we would not have that without her so I think we all need to acknowledge her do your research um say a little thank you next time you whip out one of your tarot decks and know that it's because of this black woman that we have those beautiful images so um I hope this was informative take it with you and I hope that y'all have a great black history month bye